No, this one is mine. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and coming to you from Riverside, California, podcasting since 2004, I'm your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. You know, we shouldn't have to have a special day for this, but here it is. Today is Use Your Common Sense Day. November 4th is Will Rogers' birthday, which is why Use Your Common Sense Day is observed on this day. One of his observations was, common sense ain't that common. And ain't that a fact? Today our reading is Job 19 and 20, and I'm calling the episode The Redeemer. After my comments on our reading, we'll of course learn what happened on this date in church history. Let's get started. Job chapter 19 Then Job responded, How long will you torment me and crush me with words? These ten times you have insulted me. You are not ashamed to wrong me. Even if I have truly erred, my error lodges with me. If indeed you vaunt yourselves against me and prove my disgrace to me, know then that God has wronged me and has closed his net around me. Behold, I cry violence, but I get no answer. I shout for help, but there is no justice. He has walled up my way so that I cannot pass, and he has put darkness on my paths. He has stripped my honor from me, and removed the crown from my head. He breaks me down on every side, and I am gone, and he has uprooted my hope like a tree. He has also kindled his anger against me, and considered me as his enemy. His troops come together, and build up their way against me, and camp around my tent. He has removed my brothers far from me, and my acquaintances are completely estranged from me. My relatives have failed, and my intimate friends have forgotten me. Those who live in my house and my maids consider me a stranger. I am a foreigner in their sight. I call to my servant, but he does not answer. I have to implore him with my mouth. My breath is offensive to my wife, and I am loathsome to my own brothers. Even young children despise me. I rise up, and they speak against me. All my associates abhor me, and those I love have turned against me. My bone clings to my skin and my flesh and I have escaped only by the skin of my teeth. Pity me, pity me, O you, my friends, for the hand of God has struck me. Why do you persecute me as God does, and are not satisfied with my flesh? O that my words were written, O that they were inscribed in a book, that with an iron stylus and lead they were engraved in the rock forever. As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives, and at the last he will take his stand on the earth. Even after my skin is destroyed, yet from my flesh I shall see God, whom I myself shall behold, and whom my eyes will see, and not another. My heart faints within me. If you say, How shall we persecute him? And what pretext for a case against him can we find? Then be afraid of the sword for yourselves, for wrath brings the punishment of the sword, so that you may know there is judgment. Job chapter 20 Zophar from Naamah said, Therefore my troubled thoughts make me turn back, because of my inner turmoil. I hear teaching that insults me, but I am forced to answer based on my own understanding. Do you know this from long ago, from when humans were placed on earth, that the rejoicing of the wicked is short, the joy of the godless brief? Though their height reaches heaven, 
and their heads touch the clouds, they will perish forever like their dung. Those who saw them will say, Where are they? They will disappear like a dream, and no one will find them, carried away like a nighttime vision. The eye that saw them will do so no more. They won't be seen again at home. Their children will repay the poor. Their hands will give back their wealth. Vigor filled their bones, and now sleeps with them in the dust. Though wickedness is sweet in their mouths, they hide it under their tongues. They like it, won't let it go. They hold it in their cheeks. Food turns their stomachs, becoming a cobra's poison inside. They swallow wealth and vomit it. God dislodges it from their belly. They suck cobra's poison. A viper's tongue kills them. They won't experience streams, rivers of honey, and brooks of cream. They won't receive the reward for their labor. They won't enjoy the wealth from their business. They crushed and abandoned the poor, stole a house they didn't build, didn't know contentment in their belly, couldn't escape with their treasure. Nothing remained of their food, so their riches will not endure. Even in their plenty, they are hard-pressed. All sorts of trouble come on them. Let God fill their belly, unleash His burning anger on them, rain punishing blows on them. If they flee an iron weapon, a bronze bow pierces them. They pull it out, but it sticks out from their backs. Its shaft in their liver brings terror. Complete darkness waits for their trusted possessions. Fire that no one stoked consumes them. What's left in their tent is ruined. Heaven exposes their guilt. Earth opposes them. Their household wealth will be carried off by rushing streams on the day of His anger. This is a wicked person's lot from God, their heritage decreed by God. Well, today I'd like to talk a little bit about Job 19. The chapter begins with Job responding yet again to his friends turned accusers, asking, How long will you torment me and crush me with your words? And he continues by recounting how utterly miserable he's become. Even God seems to have turned his back on him, even persecuting him. And yet, in verses 23 through 27, we see that indeed, Job's faith in God remains steadfast. He says, As for me, I know that my Redeemer lives. Hallelujah. Let's take a closer look at the word Redeemer. The Hebrew word is goel, G-O-E-L. We see the goel in Joshua 20, 7 through 8, and Numbers 35, 12 through 28, where the cities of refuge were established. Remember, we talked about that on the show. In these chapters, in Joshua and Numbers, the Goel is translated as the Avenger of Blood. It was almost always the nearest family member who was appointed as Goel, and it was his responsibility to rightly carry out justice when a family member was murdered. But it's important to note, though, that Old Testament justice was similar to our justice system. There's criminal law and civil law. The Avenger of Blood dealt with criminal law. On the civil side, the Goel is a redeemer. According to G. Campbell Morgan, the Goel stood for another to defend his cause, to avenge wrongs done to him, and to acquit him of all charges laid against him. Steve Lawson put it this way, A redeemer was a vindicator of one unjustly wronged. He was a defender of the oppressed, a champion of the suffering an advocate of one unjustly accused. 
If you were ever wronged, a Redeemer would come and stand beside you as your champion and advocate. So Job was saying that even though he felt that God had abandoned him, even though he felt that God was wrongly persecuting him, he knew that God was his Goel, his closest family member, his Redeemer, his Vindicator. Job knew that in the end, God would make things right. Oh, beloved, to have faith like Job, even in the midst of agony and despair, to know that we do have a Redeemer. Charles Spurgeon said this, Remember, too, that it was always considered to be the duty of the Goel, not merely to redeem by price, but where that failed, to redeem by power. There are two redemptions, redemption by price and redemption by power, and both of these Christ hath wrought for us by price, by his sacrificing upon the cross of Calvary, and by power, by his divine spirit coming into our heart and renewing our soul. I love Charles Spurgeon. Beloved, Jesus is, even now, advocating for you and for me at the throne of God. He has redeemed us with his blood, and when the enemy, the accuser, brings charges against us, Jesus is there to say, no, This one is mine, and I have paid the price for this precious one. What are your thoughts? Comment on the show at comment.lifespringmedia.com or email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com or comment on the show notes page for this episode. I want to hear from you. Our reading tomorrow will be the book of Isaiah, chapters 51 through 55. Speaking of comments, Kirsty commented on the show notes page for yesterday's episode, Psalms 27 through 29, The King Who Loved God. Kirsty wrote, I went to read Proverbs 27 last week and accidentally ended up reading Psalm 27 instead. But what a blessing! That psalm spoke to my heart, and I've started to memorize it so I can keep it with me always. Hmm, well, Kirsty, was it an accident? Maybe God just wanted to give you an extra blessing that day. Yes, it is a beautiful psalm. I agree with you. And I think that memorizing it is a great idea. Thanks for commenting, Kirsty. This date in church history, November 4th, 1646. The Massachusetts Bay Colony passed a law making it a capital offense to deny that the Bible was the Word of God. A person convicted of this offense was liable to the death penalty. Well, personally, I think that's a little bit extreme, but of course that was before the United States Constitution and Bill of Rights was written. All right, on this date in church history, 1903, Henry Watchman Nee was born. He was a Chinese Christian. He became a Christian in 1920 and adopted the Plymouth Brethren Doctrine of the Victorious Life and founded an evangelical Christian group known as the Little Flock. He authored several devotional books, classics, including Sit, Walk, Stand in 1958 and The Normal Christian Life, published in 1961. He was imprisoned by the Chinese government in 1952, and he spent his last 20 years in prison. Let's do a bit of a deep dive on that, shall we? China became a communist nation on October 1, 1949. Watchman Nee was arrested on April 10, 1952, just 19 months after China became a communist nation. It doesn't take long. He was arrested, by the way, on false charges, and he was subjected to re-education. 
and in 1956, other charges were brought against him by the communist government, and he was sentenced to 15 years hard labor. And one year before his death in 1972, his wife died, and not surprisingly, he was not allowed to attend the funeral. After his death, he was cremated before his family could come to get his remains. Listen to the words of his grandniece. She wrote, In June 1972, we got a notice from the labor farm that my granduncle had passed away. My eldest grandaunt and I rushed to the labor farm, but when we got there, we learned that he had already been cremated. We could only see his ashes. Before his departure, he left a piece of paper under his pillow, which had several lines of big words written in a shaking hand. He wanted to testify to the truth which he had even until his death with his lifelong experience. That truth is, and these are the words he wrote, Christ is the Son of God, who died for the redemption of sinners and resurrected after three days. This is the greatest truth in the universe. I die because of my belief in Christ. Signed, Watchman Nee. Nee's grandniece continues, when the officer of the labor farm showed us this paper, I prayed that the Lord would let me quickly remember it by heart. My granduncle had passed away. He was faithful until death. With a crown stained with blood, he went to be with the Lord. Although Need did not fulfill his last wish, to come out alive to join his wife, the Lord prepared something even better. They were reunited before the Lord. If you've never read Watchman Nee, I highly recommend you do. You might start with his best-known English book, the normal Christian life. If you've got a prayer request, go to prayer.lifespringmedia.com and fill that out. Send it to me. I'll pray for you in my private prayer time and we'll pray together on the show. Prayer.lifespringmedia.com Tell somebody about the show. Best way to make the world a better place is to change people's hearts. And that starts with the Word of God. That's what the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible is all about. If you like the show, I'd love it if you'd go to reviews.lifespringmedia.com and leave a review. Write about why you listen to the show and what you get out of it. Encourage others to listen. Do that at reviews.lifespringmedia.com. And if you find value in the show, would you please return some of that value to me to help keep the show coming to you? You can stream sats, boost, and send boostergrams through your podcast app. What? Yours doesn't do that? then get a better one at newpodcastapps.com. Or if you'd like to donate in a more conventional way, you can do that at support.lifespringmedia.com. You can use PayPal, Venmo, or credit card. Support.lifespringmedia.com. How'd you find the show? Let me know. Email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com and use the subject line, here's where I found you. Man, that's going to do it today. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thanks for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Use your common sense today. Bye.